reality darker than I ever could have imagined. And in 1978, after my final appearance on the witness stand for Leslie Van Houten's retrial, I put away these stories of Charles Manson and the family and left them behind for good. In a case that had captured the attention of people around the world where spectators waited all night for one of the 15 seats in the courtroom, I was the last witness. From then on, Charles Manson and his family were a part of my past. They had nothing to do with my present or my future. By that point, I was already being courted by my husband, with whom I spent the next 35 years. He knew about my past, but we decided to create a life without ties to that former identity. We never told his family or the three children we went on to have together about what I'd been through. Even when my daughter brought in a stray cat and named it Charlie, I never acknowledged why I suggested she call him something else. Over time, my memories of the Manson family became watercolors, the lines soft and blurry without clear definition. Whenever I was reminded of the family, either because of events in the news or anniversary retrospectives, I disconnected, all too willing to forget the events of my own life, until the phone rang. I'm Paul Dosty, the voice said. I'm a detective, and my partner is a cadaver dog named Buster. What is this about, I asked. I know that you told investigator Jack Gardner that you thought there were more bodies buried up by Barker Ranch. Barker Ranch. It was where we'd hidden out after the murders, in Death Valley, the middle of nowhere and as far away as Charlie could take us. A place where they weren't supposed to find us, only they did. Two months after the killings, with a warrant for an unrelated charge of vandalism, the police raided Barker Ranch, rounding up all of us. In the interim, it was family member Susan Atkins, one of the killers, then in jail on another charge, who made the connection between these crimes and Charlie. I kept my identity secret as I shared a cell with the other girls in the family. When it came time to testify before the grand jury, I admitted my real age of only 16 and gave them my true name. Confessing my true age made me a ward of the court and landed me in a mental institution an interesting twist for a teenage girl who'd experienced all that the counterculture of the 1960s had to offer. Jack Gardner, the cop who'd been my arresting officer, must have seen something in me worth saving, because when I was institutionalized, he began visiting me there. When it was time for me to be released, he and his wife took me in as a foster child. They were the first people who helped me feel safe enough to speak about what I'd been through, what I'd seen and heard. I lived securely with them until I testified. As I cradled the phone in my hand, I strained to recall what I might have said to Jack all those years ago. Maybe I had told him there were other bodies. There could have been. People would often come and go from the Barker Ranch, disappearing at random. Maybe they were passing through, or maybe something more sinister happened to them. Charlie and the others were obviously capable of murder. Diane there are people who may never have been brought to justice. My dog has alerted to some possible human remains. I didn't respond. While in the moment, I couldn't be sure if he was telling the truth. I'd later learn this was indeed the case. In February of 2008, a team of investigators, including former Inyo County Detective John Little, who had worked for Jack in the early 1970s, went with Dosty and others to see if they could find anything at the old Barker Ranch. 
Do you know that Under Sheriff Jack Gardner back in 1974 sent Detective Little to Barker to investigate possible human remains buried there? He was your foster father during the trial. Now, why would he do that if he had nothing to base it upon? My hands began to sweat. For the first time in many years, Charlie's face appeared in my mind along with the words, Don't talk to no one in authority. I felt as though I was going into a tunnel and I could hear the small voice of my 16-year-old self somewhere in the distance. What do you want with me, Mr. Dosty? I don't remember anything I might have said to Jack back then. I'm calling you out of courtesy. We're going back there to dig, and we are going to tape it and show it on television. If anything is discovered out there, we are going to have to trace it back to tip-offs you likely gave to Jack Gardner. Please. I'm not that person anymore, I said. I have a family and children. I go to church. I